We have hats. Ladies and gentlemen, we're bald. Welcome to the bald review. Let's review. Oh, it. yeah. Let's review <laughs> Triple H's hairline. Very jealous that he did all that steroids and it didn't affect his hairline. John, thoughts? I mean, I think it was the weirdest time was when Triple H cut his hair and he was like, mm-hmm. I'm corporate now. And I was like, Triple H, the reason why people don't take you seriously as a businessman is not your haircut. It was the 20 years when you pretended to be um, like a Viking king who was a businessman who was in charge of Charlotte, North Carolina. Like, it's yeah, it has to do with the the, the, the three years where you sit into a microphone. Let's get ready to suck it. <laughs> like, hey, I'm the CEO of this company. Isn't this you yelling at a girl in the audience for having small tits? Yes, that was a good synergy initiative yeah, I um, started. Yeah. Mr. Levesque, I understand that you would like to uh, purchase more debt from my large international bank, but can we first talk about this footage of you at the King of the Ring in 1998 saying, and I mean more than once, you test the microphone and go, testes, one, two, three? <laughs> Why That's are good, you though. so smart? It, oh, it's good. It's the best. It's one of the funniest. Do be fair, though. Do be fair, There's, bro. There Do is... Please. A certainly a not a zero percent chance that uh he goes into that bank and then the person who's giving out the loan goes, Yo, is it true Xbox gay or something like that? And Triple H is like, Yes, and whatever gets me this loan. So here's the thing with Triple H Triple H is what happens if you just all if you're episodes on Triple H. My name's Dylan, that's John. yeah, my name is John. That's Good. Dylan. We're talking about a fucking yeah. guy who's never had a drink of alcohol because he did, he wasn't. Oh. Yeah, that's the other thing. It must have been crazy for Triple H during that CM Punk feud. He's like, I don't fucking drink either. I just don't make a big deal out of it because yeah. my dad talked to me. <laughs> Imagine if that was the promo. Yeah, that's what he should. Also, the entire broke the mic. should have been Triple H being a real guy of like, you know what I did? You want to know what I did to get atop of this country? I fucked the boss's daughter, you piece yeah, exactly. of shit. Shut the fuck up. I work fuck out Linda. at fucking midnight with a psychopath yeah. and just endure it and fucking that's how you get to the top you don't fucking whine yeah. and also it's like, like eating christmas dinner with vince boiled and fucking you chicken yeah boiled fucking broccoli unseasoned because i fucking hate myself and you're here saying you're straight edge and you got fucking non-dairy creamer in the fucking fridge you're an athlete you piece of shit yeah what the fuck are you doing just having fruit you need to feed your fucking muscles eat some fucking grains and some nuts you fucking also who's from chicago that was the dead spin yeah that was the dead spin um article when they did the money in the bank thing punk showed the title in his fridge and they were just examining what was in his fridge i'll never forget it and it was like there's like six non-dairy creamers in there i mean i I, fuck is this guy this was the I miss Dead that era of Deadspin, the like pre Hogan sex tape era of that media company when it was like Gawker yeah. and Deadspin, and they just did not give a fuck. Oh, it was when they existed just to scoop ESPN, basically. Yeah, they just existed so that the editors at ESPN would just scream and stu- where is ESPN's in Bristol, Connecticut? Is that right? Sorry, you're making me horny. I got a fucking Jigo. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> What is this X, I got a X video review? Um, so we're talking this week about Triple H. Triple H, as you all know, is a guy that we started liking as a wrestling personality when he had a heart attack in 2020. Did we like it? I liked it. Oh, yes, heard. that's funny. That, yeah. that's, that is when we started liking him. That is when we started liking no, everyone started liking him once he was like NXT. No, no not everyone. You're looking at someone who I was like, I still mm. remember. I didn't I didn't like also the stupid NXT. I remember it. 
I remember it. Also, he was like great in NXT and then would show up in the Fed and he'd be like, I'm fun on NXT, but I'm here to beat eight people. Mm, is did he? Or no, I don't he, know much he, about NXT. He didn't come out. The he pedigree stuff was mostly for the rain roster. Yeah, no, the main roster when the pedigree we're talking about, like, because literally NXT, he was like the best part of NXT. NXT was basically like Jim Crockett promotions if Ricochet was there. Mm. And then main roster Triple H was the McMahon Helmsley, like the rehash of the corporation, McMahon Helmsley Alliance bullshit. Like Sting comes out. Let's make sure Sting is crippled. Oh, like, yeah, that like was yeah. the thing is like he was great at NXT and he'd show up in the main roster and his entrance would be 45 minutes. He would give a classic Triple H 2011. I um, just want to let everyone know that I um, have not really mapped out uh, where I'm talking because I'm the only one uh, who doesn't have to fucking memorize a uh, uh, promo like <laughs> one of those. And then WrestleMania would roll around. He would have an 87 minute match with either a future star of the company or someone that Vince McMahon had a vendetta with. Like we don't talk about it, but at WrestleMania 34 triple H, they didn't even film it. Just stabbed Ted Turner three times <laughs> home while wearing a WrestleMania 34 t-shirt. He's very interesting. I don't, I'm trying to think of an analogy where it's like, is there anyone that was like this widely hated in ring and then out of ring is like, Oh, this guy fucking, this guy's awesome. Well, it's also the assumption. We also were like, we all looked at NXT and we're like, Triple H must be responsible for all of this. I think William Regal had a lot to do with it. I think that also the wrestlers that they had at that time had a lot to do with it. Like when everyone was literally having a JOI to NXT, Jackoff instructional. They're having a Jackoff instructional video to Mm -hmm. to NXT every goddamn week. It was also when, yep, take a sip, take a sip of your hot bev. Um, it was also when they had like literally like, oh, we got the fucking all stars and they are from fresh from when like the indies were indie. So they know how to do matches. And for the first time, they actually have an audience who's here weekly. So they're going to tell really compelling stories. Yeah. They know how to get over in a way that like is for an audience that's never seen them. The before. first time they're performing in front of a logo and a color scheme. Yeah, exactly. Correct. The first time that they're being paid by a check and not a man who's definitely eventually going to go to jail for what's on his hard drive. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I guarantee Kevin Owens was like, oh, great. I can finally, like, I guarantee Kevin Owens had, like, some horrific second job where, like, three days a week he has to test razor blades on his taint or something. Like <laughs> so, like, the, like, that's the other thing is Triple H gets a lot of credit pre-heart attack. I only started liking him when he almost died. When God kissed him on the lips and said, come to heaven, and he went, no, no, I need to be here to finally beat Vince McMahon at his own game, I started liking Triple H. So to timestamp this, if you're listening to it in the future, this is recorded after the Royal Rumble of 2023. And this also, the Raw 30th happened, 30th anniversary of Raw. And that makes me believe that sort of some of that shit, like later on, like in the last 10 years, I won't say before that, but in the last 10 years, a lot of that shit with how Triple H is booked may have been Vince McMahon because... I think you may be right the angle on the show where Imperium comes out and faces off with DX and they all walk up to to Gunter Walter or whatever and go, go uh, I'm fucking terrified of this guy fuck this and then they have to get wrestlers who wrestle on the show every week to fight him yeah if that was five years ago or about oh 25 God. yeah they would have it would have been an X factor. Like he literally would have it would have opened with X Pop doing his finishing move. The weakest member of two words for you. Bronco Buster. That uh, you were looking at a 
it's legit. It would have been shake, rattle, and roll into soup. No, it would have been super kicks, shake, rattle, and roll, pedigree, Bronco Buster. Yeah, 100%. Also, I'm not crazy that Gunther used to be called Walter, right? Was he? Walter. Walter. Okay, good. I, it's been bugging the shit Which out of Which I me. do get why they he, changed it to Gunther, but then they were like, Vince went up in his list of German names, and it turned out it was like an officer of the SS that they changed his name to, because that's why it's Gunther. It was supposed to be Gunther Stark, but Gunther Stark was like a very high-ranking and good Nazi, good at killing. Shit. <laughs> so Vince McMahon was like, perfect, that's his gimmick, and I would be like, god damn, fuck. No, yes, they totally took a man who could actually have a gimmick of like, I'm Austrian, and I have an Austrian heritage, or like, uh, people don't want to, don't know what Austria is. Yeah, we better switch. It's such a Vince McMahon thing to be like. sure that his gimmick is that he knows a lot about politics from the years 1933 to 1945. Uh, What? But it's like also, yeah, it's just such a it's such a normal thing to just be like, uh, rather than challenge anyone at all ever. um, I'm going to go off the same nine stereotypes I learned when I was six. Anyway, but that's not about Triple H. Triple H. Did you know Triple H was who trained him? Killer Kowalski, bitch. Whoa. I didn't know that. Psych. Whoa, you fucking got me. I was sure I you didn't know I like knew that. Here's the thing. A lot of this is like public domain because Triple H is the guy who is next in line to take over the company. So if you've watched WWE at all, these things are reiterated ad nauseum in your fucking head. Yeah, this is the weird thing. about Triple H is Jim Crockett promotions, the Hulk Hogan. Like, it's like he's Jim Crockett Hulk Hogan. That's who, like, it's, he is. <clears throat> it is crazy that he was Jim Crockett, raised on Crockett, but with the perfect no, WWE body, but he was no, he was raised Hot. on he was raised on on like New York television and because okay. I think he's like weird. He's like no, because like, New York is a ba- was a battleground because you got both. That's like Philly, New York. He was like because he's like from like weird shithead New Haven, Connecticut. Like he's from like yeah. the fucking. So here's the thing that's weird about Connecticut is Connecticut has Greenwich and Stanford and sort of these like feeder into New York City suburb places. And then it has what you never want, Dylan, which is the woods in America. Because guess what's happening in there? Nightmares. And Triple H is from like one of the town. Ta- I think he's from New Haven. So he's from like a college town near where QAnon was being like where QAnon. Oh, he's born in New Hampshire. Oh, even worse. Oh, Jesus fucking Look Christ. Look for your die. Yeah, he is from like he's from a place. Remember this New Hampshire. It is. Not illegal to not have a seatbelt. You do not have the right to tell me to wear a seatbelt. Get you have to wear a seatbelt in Antarctica. They don't have fucking roads. Like Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> he honestly pretty much did the exact same thing as the person we just talked about. Um, fucking Tara Valkyrie. I mean, Taya Taya Valkyrie. Taya Valkyrie. <laughs> I'm damn it. I fucked yeah. up again. No, but like, um, he just started entering bodybuilding contests because he was like, "Oh, every here, everyone here is a massively fucking yoked. I'll be massively fucking yoked," and won a bodybuilding contest, Mister New, ha- Mister Teenage New Hampshire, at nineteen. And I will look up a picture of him now, and if he's not visibly on juice, I will sell Definitely my dick to now, myself. I'll buy my own dick. Now, before Dylan has to do something that would be so hot yet impossible. Uh, let me also say this triple H's big advantage. And this cannot be fucking um, undersold is he looked much older than he was very early on, which is a weird appealing thing for wrestling because for his gimmick, he could be this sort of arrogant douche, but he also has the versatility and ability to be a 20 year old in the ring like that. Cause triple H basically just didn't age because all he does is eat unseasoned chicken breast and oh, he's got gyno tits like crazy. 
Oh yeah, like, that's crazy. <laughs> those levels. Yeah. That's... Would you like? Don't you remember what his body was like when he was like in that feud with, like, when he was uh, the Arn Anderson of DX with, um, with Sean? He, I forget which what it was. He like, it was like a, it was a real division between the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era. But he got injured in the Attitude Era and came out in the Ruthless Aggression Era, and he was like. Oh the my size God. of a it's fucking okay, house. Okay, so the the steroid, the moments where he starts really getting juicy, like when the juice is loose. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, oh, fuck me. Okay, he gets injured after WrestleMania 15 when he's in the corporation. He like when he goes corporation DX to corporation and he becomes that guy. Mm-hmm. That's when he starts getting juicy, and when he go and he switches from long trunks to the speedo boys. That's when he starts really getting up there. Then you're right. Mm. Then he's like the world champion. He's pretty juicy there. But then he gets the quad injury. The quad. The quad is the real separator. That's when it's like, oh, wowie, wowie. Yeah, yeah. Wowie's out. Wowie. Yum, 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 yum. You have no nuts. Mm. Uh, And um, then Triple H comes back. And Jesus Christ, you could watch a film on his back. Like that man is on Mm. steroids. Yeah, I believe that that's when he stole. He didn't actually take steroids. He just stole China's soul by cheating. <laughs> yeah, he absorbed her energy into him. Yeah. More but he started uh, training in 90. Champion. I want everyone to know that more people wanted her to be the world champion in 19 fucking 99 than they ever wanted fucking Triple H to be the fucking world champion. It is. Yeah, people did not want Triple H as the world champion. And they just were like. Over. It was ne- Triple H in the Attitude Era was a mid-carter at best that the, he was the first shoved down the fans' throats. And it was just. It was at a time when we were like, as long as we get to see Steve Austin, we don't mind this. In, I'm in charge. That guy, fuck that. Everyone was good, though. To be fair, every fucking one was good. So good in the Attitude Era. And it does remind me of a lot of people I know and certainly everybody where it's like Kurt Angle comes along and he's pegged to be really good. And Triple H in his head's probably thinking like, okay, sick. I got like four years before this guy's good. And he's like, picks up a microphone and he is immediately better at everything than triple h and like more interesting and more fun and uh triple h that is the real genesis of triple h the politicker like triple h who we know is like it's like him and hogan are one and two as like the politickers so i think also now here's the question is when does stephanie and triple h we're going all over the shop, but listen, if you're listening to this fucking show and you don't know the fucking beats of Triple H's career, suck my ass. Okay, well, we can, we can, all right, so he starts in 90, he's trained by Kowalski, some of his uh, fellow classmates were China and Perry Saturn, whoa. Oh, whoa. Imagine being the sober guy in that class, where, like, fucking Perry Saturn's, I assume, like, you know, if you put Tylenols in your fucking dick hole, it numbs <laughs> your fucking dick so you can jack <laughs> off more. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, it's fucking good to know, actually. And then, yeah, and <laughs> China's just like, I'm a nice person, and wrestling is just like, not for long. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have, uh, I'm about to become uh, weird. Anyway, 94. Hey, H, you've had one other girlfriend besides your wife. What happened to her? Oh, I, um, this industry broke her brain. She ended up in porn and then gave the saddest appearance in the history of the Howard Stern show. I'm a good guy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the saddest appearance in the Howard Stern show is like the saddest wrestler. I don't know. That's like <laughs> saying like, oh, she was the saddest. She was the saddest victim of the Holocaust. Like it's so <laughs> depressing. Uh, he started in WCW as uh, John Paul Levesque. Oh, no, he was terrorizing because that's what. Yes, he was. Kowalski his, named his, him. 
Killer Kowalski wanted to call him Terrorizer. And he was like, can I have a better name? And he was like, Terra Rising. <laughs> yeah, I got to deal it. And WCW, who's a WCW enhancement talent, he puts he locks up with opponents on WCW main event, which was the only show I ever see clips of him. So unneedlessly aggressively. And also Gordon Soley is real thirsty for Paul Levesque. Dude, well, this guy rising. Oof, oof, yeah. I would really like to kill him and then boil down his body and sell his bones <laughs> so I can buy more drinks. He's everything every wrestling fan, or sorry, every re- every leader of a wrestling company has ever wanted. He's got beautiful hair. Um, and he's naturally he's got a naturally good look. It's just like he just is missing that like little thing. You always find it weird that wrestling is this incredibly macho, like needlessly faux macho industry, but they're also like, but you must grow your long hair like a woman. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh no, it's very homophobic, but also like everyone's like, they're hot. We need a hot guy to get sucked off so everyone can get sucked off after that. We need a hot guy with muscles that are so muscly it gives me a big hard penis that I don't <laughs> Well it's probably exactly like porn. I guarantee there's like in the nineties porn, all the guys are like, We fuck pussy, yeah, fucking nice. We uh, I film my friends having sex and I critica- criticize their dicks yeah. and I have to put makeup on their dicks with my mouth, which is <laughs> great straight mouth yeah, makeup application. Mouth makeup on your delicious penis that tastes better than any vagina. Nothing homoerotic about watching your friend have sex and then telling him off and then just saying good dick and then going away and looking in the mirror and saying yeah. daddy said no daddy said no don't make daddy cry. Yeah. Sometimes what I like to do is I like to just uh, put on sports but imagine if all the players weren't wearing trousers at school right? <laughs> very important. This is very important actually. Go ahead. He was renamed John Paul Levesque he forms a team with Lord Steven Regal, and that is a friendship that would last till right now, even to the point where AEW had Regal, and obviously Triple H was like, mm, can I make this guy my co-president of everything? And AEW was willing to let him go. So that's how long they've been friends. Literally, oh, what? what, 19, no, sorry, 29 years also, what's up with Triple H being like, I am sober, but I want to make sure all of the people that are my friends are addicted to drugs. I don't want just someone who is a casual user. I want a guy that within two years is going to piss on a flight attendant and be in jail in Alaska. And then I'm going to another company. And here's who I want to be friends with. A guy who destroyed cowboy boots because he was on, he injected so much meth. He stood up for a full week in one position and his feet got so swollen they burst through cowboy boots. Yeah. Cokehead so bad that it affected his vision, a tall alcoholic who podcasted through his son's death and Scott Hall. I'll tell you here's what I think. I think that it's because all these people need him. Oh yeah, that's very true and so depressing is it's like Isn't I- like isn't there a reason like Kevin Nash doesn't need also <laughs> Kevin Nash like you listen to his podcast and here's a guy who just is like every single alpha small town dad oh yeah alpha small town dad and man who wants to be ceo of fake fighting don't mix so like clearly nash there's some weird thing where it's like they met when they met nash and um triple h there was like a clear nash is the leader he was the champ at the time because triple h comes in wwe at 1995 and there's just like a they're friends but clearly there would be problems if he put nash in the 
you know. I don't know if that's true because they had that whole program in that weird part of the ruthless aggression era where they were like, no one's watching, do what you want. And like they had like that hell in the cell where mankind is the referee. Like, I think that they are friends. I think what you're, I think. Oh, no, I'm just saying that. I'm saying there's a difference between being friends and being able to work together. Oh, yeah, very true. Yeah, I think that that's a very. Like, I think Nash would just be like, uh, I get to be the CEO. I'm taller. And Vince would be like, that's a good point, actually. Stephanie, fuck him. Stephanie, you're now with him. Wait, that's not what? how that that's not how that works, Dad. No. No, I it is. Look it up I, in the book, taller. Stephanie? Fucks me too, I guess. <laughs> you had one black ball when when it came to me choosing your sexual partners and you used it. Just make it so I didn't have you fuck Shane to make the perfect McMahon. <laughs> I will never let you fucking forget that you ruined my birthday. <laughs> it's a weird thing that at your 50th birthday you wanted me and my brother to fuck in front of you i'm allowed to choose what my birthday present i mean i'm so sorry no it's crazy not an exaggeration not an exaggeration of things i get oh no yes he pitched you he did it, he constantly pitched them fucking and him fucking her it's sick <laughs> so fucked you know, i mean you say what you want about vince he really predicted Pornhub. Yeah, you know what? You say what you want about Vince McMahon. He uses wrestling to let people know where porn's going to be in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of acrobatics in porn in 15 years. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> in, yep. he modifies his gimmick, of course, from WCW. He's not French now. He's a Connecticut blue blood. Basically, Vince is mad at his neighbors. So exactly he makes right. Triple H wear horseback riding pants. And also, I will say this. Um, the difference isn't the Triple H was on more juice because I'm now looking at a picture of him in 1995. He literally just got a, he just started tanning. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and yeah, got a tan. Know, Triple H Ooh. pops pops into the Fed. It's an interesting timing for being like if um, they used to say when OJ was running the juice is loose, and I would say mm-hmm. when Triple H gets to the WWF the juice is loose because he arrives right after they stop giving a fuck re steroid trial. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, "Oh, what's that?" They're, the test Here's the thing though. There. The way he juices up doesn't look as bad as Lex Luger. He doesn't no. like here's what people really when you're like, "Fuck, that guy's on steroids." Is when a guy's like super super vascular and just his veins are popping out. Like yeah. when Scott Steiner had that bicep vein where you're like, "That is egregious," but yeah. Triple H was like lean and, you know, He's yeah, a bodybuilder, so he did. He always knew about symmetry. Exactly correct, and also Triple H is, was younger and probably also not doing it for vanity at the time. Like he was doing, he could it, move, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you would also be like, yeah, it didn't make it. Like he adapted his style properly. There's moments later where you're like, Jesus, like, like when he comes back um, to win the Royal Rumble. Do you remember that one? And he came back. Like I remember even Dave Melser, who's pretty careful, was like. Jesus fucking steroiding Christ. Look at triple fucking H, man. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a point where it gets super sick. Yeah, it's like it gets like he's like, oh, man, if this guy does any more steroids, his fucking heart is going to explode in his chest. And that's what happened. They literally just went in and removed a bunch of needles from his heart. <laughs> uh, then his gimmick, obviously, is the blue blood. One of the parts Ooh. is um, that he has a new female valet every single time, which essentially... Is, um, I think it was Andrew like, Tate. I think Vince McMahon's neighbor just was a single guy who had different girls coming over, and he's like, "This motherfucker can have fucking people in his house to fuck that isn't fucking Linda." <laughs> he doesn't have to fucking go to a car. Yeah, no, it's probably like, what if 
It was me, but the riding pants on. That's what he thought. Yeah, he's like, what if it was me, but wearing the pants um, that Stephanie's wearing right now? Is what Vince okay, but why aren't the women crying on the way to the ring? That's okay, the other so thing I should do. The other thing that needs to you're wearing riding pants, you ride the women to the ring, they're your horses. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he debuts. The, I mean, honestly, everything about him, his look is dope. His oh, the finisher, the pedigree is great, which is weird, so funny that he kept the name now. the pedigree. I know it's weird. Well, like, what else is he gonna do? I am the game Triple H. I am the warrior that was born of blood. I am Conan come to life, and my I, finishing move is I, called the curtsy. That's nice. I'm really scared, and I don't want to get to the part where he's just Lemmy from the Four Horsemen during the NWA, where he's everything. Where he's everything that he wanted to be when he was 14. Yeah, I'm Conan the Hulk Hogan, the Ric Flair. He's every kid. Like when AEW first started and they were like, well, what character do you think? And they're like, a goth badass. Everyone is a goth badass. Yeah. That's what Triple H did. He was oh like, uh, the Conan I'm- the Barbarian, who's also Arn Anderson and Lemmy. Do you remember when they did the Street Fighter entrance on AEW? That was the moment where I was like, this company's not lasting very long. Because <laughs> it was like, even the crowd was like, oh, I didn't realize these people were like, we're fucking losers. Dylan's throwing up right now. That's how much he hated that entry. He just threw up into a napkin. No, I mean, they're super fucking nerd dork bitches. So we knew this. No, this is That was Kenny Omega's big gambit. He thinks that everyone, that a lot of people who watch wrestling, there's like, like a huge anime crossover. He is incorrect. He might. Younger people like anime. They just call it cartoons. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I, get, I always get really scared. I don't want to be rude. I'm almost 40. If anyone who is my age or above is like, I'm re-, this is how they always say it too. Oh, I'm really into anime. And I'm like, Oh, you're, you're, you've jacked off in a comic shop. Or yeah, you've, you've watched some, you've watched, you've searched out cartoon porn, not just oh. watched it. You've searched it. I've never watched it. Have you ever watched cartoon porn? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The tentacles, the tentacles. Uh, someone was like, <laughs> I lived with a guy who was like, this is tentacle porn. Ha ha ha. I'm like, I, mean, I know. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. I get it. Ha ha ha. You definitely beat off for this. Yeah. By the way, I know exactly which roommate that was and my word. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I know. You don't know this guy. Oh, who it was, was it then? Say the name. I'm gonna say the name is Bryn Potty. Nope. Really? Not even close. Swing and a miss. I know real people, John. Um, real people. I mean, Bryn Potty is a real man. That man is a he's real deal. You cut. What would you say about that? What would you say is a natural progression from I am I live in Connecticut and oh, also I think the really cool idea of this um Connecticut horseback riding playboy is um tired of having these women who won't beat anyone up for him so he gets a bodyguard that is china which is like a really good way to you wrong and switch up what he's he doing he very briefly is managed by mr perfect for no reason who leaves and then he's managed mm-hmm. by mr hughes for no reason who leaves who's his bodyguard and then he's replaced then he replaces that with the person everyone is managed by mr hughes that's the everyone one. is managed by mr hughes and he's replaced by china who so many different commentators just say she looks like a moose she's a moose looking woman it is <laughs> what like like are you describing teddy roosevelt with the amount of times you're saying moose like he, she's like like jerry lawler strap in for jerry lawler to literally bully a woman into suicide the problem with the television jr is that china's on it now i want to kill myself and commit suicide and kill my kids <laughs> i mean literally if you watch an episode of wrestling from 97 98 99 the you can't 
pick out one moment specifically that would be fucked up now. It's like the whole show, the show opens with like, in the main event, we got Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Triple H, accompanied by a he, she. Yeah, exactly. And it, the semi-main event is a man just pointing at women and raiding their behinds. <laughs> and then we shame some women who won't suck us off. And if yeah. they do, they're whores. Next up. Rocky Maivia faces the concept that he doesn't smell like cocoa butter in the third match from the top. Welcome <laughs> to wrestling in 1997. It is written by an insane man named Vince. Yeah, and to other insane men who are like, well, well, we can all agree is there's eight these eight stereotypes, and that's the only ones we use, right? Triple handshake. <laughs> Everything else Russo and Cornette disagree on. Anyway, except for the racism. By that point, of Triple course. H drops the snob gimmick. They form DX. This yeah, is they, another underrated part of DX is Michaels. This is the best one. Rick Rude. Best one. Elmsley, China. Exactly. Because everyone has a bot have everyone has one valet, if not two. Yeah, they all have heavies. They're really weird. They keep wearing crop tops and being ridiculous. They keep wearing South Park t-shirts, and it was insane. Like, I remember Raw at this time, you were like, it was just because you just had never seen wrestlers act this way. They just seemed more genuine because what they were literally doing was just be. Oh, they were saying legitimate slurs. Yeah, they certainly were. They were pointing at the camera and saying, like, Monica Lewinsky, this is your full address. Like, this is also the thing. (laughs) This was in the time of, like, literally, like, it's so weird to describe media, but when it was discovered that Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton had a relationship, this was all news for a year. The president of the United States got his dick sucked. That's all anything. That's how an entire generation of children learned about people like fingered with cigars. Blowjobs. Yeah. yeah. was just like they I remember the health class where they explained to us what she did. And it was like, why would you tell this to like? Yeah, we don't like need time like 12 year olds. Like everyone's yeah, getting sucked off now, buddy. Yeah, like, awful. So fucking insane. And also that everyone was like, let me tell you who's it, this is it. She got she sucked him off. That's what this is. And also who's to blame in that? Her. Her. She's young. She took advantage of that po- that powerless president. Yeah. Um, the president, the 60 year old. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is him. DX at this time was literally just the behavior they were doing backstage. This was the click. This is the click era. Triple H was the last member of the click. I fucking hate that they get called the click. I think they stink. They suck. They're the worst. Fuck off. I mean, but it is very much as advertised where it's like, here's some annoying douchebags. Mm-hmm. But it's just like when you have like an annoying douchebag next to the other guys who wrestle who are also annoying douchebags, you kind of start liking them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Also, yeah. <clears throat> this is very much wrestling grows up with us, which I've said before, but it's like you have rock and wrestling from 85, which is like prime millennials when I was born. And then, and then you have like 97 is when it's like firmly two feet in the ground. We are fucking asshole pieces of shit now. And when you're 12, you're an asshole piece of shit. So it was like, it grew up and became shitty with us. It just kind of left us. Completely. There's also certain things that I take from this era that I still believe, which is if you're walking somewhere and there's someone in a suit behind you with a briefcase, you're fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, lawyers can also beat people up. 
Of course. Yeah. I assume also lawyers just give long bombastic speeches at all times, which is another weird trait. If you're like, like Dylan and I are 85. So these are the years we're like 12, 13. So it's like the OJ Simpson trial and the president got sucked off. So like no shit. Our view of society is insane. Like, Oh, what happened when you were 12? The president fucked a woman's face and we talked about it for a fucking year. And then just when we recovered of that, when we were 16, they flew a bunch of planes into buildings. And even though in, in Canada, we just like really hated the French for a bit. And then nothing made sense. Did we? No, because we also didn't send troops. So we they, didn't, like the French, the French got a lot of fucking flack, but we also didn't. Was that was like, the weird part. That was the weirdest part in Canada because people were like, we did not participate in the war in Iraq, but people were still like, these fucking French people not backing up America. And it's like, we didn't back them up. <laughs> I remember being like, I guess that was maybe Ottawa. I remember my town. Ottawa. Was like, oh, yeah, no, right. Ottawa was fucking pissed. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. We're closing the bar one hour early, 7 p.m. That's right. Everyone go home and drink your wine alone, you pet cats. <laughs> so, obviously, Degeneration X, but you remember the long list of words that they said where they were like, we're not going to say these words and like all slurs oh, yeah. were in there, which is like, all the slurs you would have been like a badass for fucking saying oh in God, 1998, but like, they except be, for they this is what I hate. They didn't say the N word, obviously, because they would never have done that because they knew that was bad. But they said every homophobic slur they could. It's fucking oh. infuriating. Oh, yeah. They also here's the other thing. It was also for some you just saw seeing Shawn Michaels just disheveled on air. And it was weirdly just sort of like, man, this guy's a bad guy now. And really what looking back, it was just Shawn yeah. Michaels drug use got to the point where. Much like Patrick Swayze, if you notice all of the characters in all of his movies smoke, and that's clearly because he's like, newsflash, I'll be smoking. So you may want to write that into the movie because it's going to happen either way. Like the other thing is like triple, like Shawn Michaels is like, hey man, I'm just going to start talking about all the times I fuck Sonny's asshole in a hockey arena. So you better incorporate that into the program. And for some reason, Vince McMahon every time is like, when he's right, he's right. There's I don't know what it is about this cowboy whose character is people want to fuck him, even though he comes across like Tom Wopscam from Stupid Succession. So um, yeah, listen to him. He also like I think is this is one of the greatest grooming, and I do mean that. Um, but like this is one of the best alliances because Triple H has so much to rely on. And this is the it gets said, obviously, we didn't talk about the curtain call, <clears throat> but Triple H is the only one to get like punish quote unquote from the curtain call but it's not really punishment because it's like okay we'll make you lose to a garbage man twice but we fucking need you and they immediately heat him back up and give him a new better gimmick it's like, actually it's way better than crazy. Because first of all because he doesn't win the king of the ring steve austin does and it launches austin 316 then the only person they have to heat him back up is mankind. So he gets put into a program with the greatest maker of stars. Here's another thing that Mick Foley doesn't credit credit for. You want to turn a guy into mid card into main event, give him to Mick Foley and Mick Foley will be like, okay, first thing you do is you set my entire family actually on fire and kill them. I react naturally and uh, vow revenge. Wait, you want me to kill your kids? Do you want to fucking be made or do you not want to be <laughs> fucking a superstar in fucking wrestling, man? I found that it, and it's funny because it even worked when he did it with Randy Orton way past his prime, but it was like him doing that. Um, even though it was like the JR thing where after a while it became like, okay, this guy's going to fucking beat mankind because everyone does. But you, even though you knew what happened, it still worked. 
It's true. It's also they gave enough time in between. There was like a there was like a moment in two thousand three to two thousand five where Jim Ross was being being beaten up every week. Oh my so god! Like, I don't know. Let's get get Jr. Bloody. The year two thousand and four. Every seventeen minutes on Monday Night Raw, Jonathan Coachman holds a knife to Jr.'s throat on camera and just goes, "Do I do it?" And the fans they do like a weird like. Oh, 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 over whether or not JR is full murdered on television. Uh, <laughs> you're absolutely correct uh, on the uh, the JRification of Mankind. The one thing I will also say, though, with the Mankind character that always makes it work is, but never really worked in TNA, weirdly, because he was to himself, which is in the WWF, it was always that thing of like, here's the thing with this guy. He's not that physically imposing, but he'll literally bring a shotgun to the ring. So don't, real, don't go too far with this because he'll fucking kill, like he'll... Yeah. Take- well, it's the same thing. It's the exact same gimmick as Darby Allen. It's just like, okay, yeah, well, he might not be as strong as you, but he will hurl his entire body at you because he does not fucking care. Yeah, exactly. The only difference is, of course, and if you can't, and if also Darby doesn't get you, this 60-year-old former pillhead will probably get some- Yeah, this guy, yeah, this man who's the Undertaker, but somehow better. Uh, yeah. Anyway. The, uh, Undertaker New Jack. Go ahead. Undertaker New Jack. So, fucking Triple H okay. in DX. They, of course, Shawn Michaels has to abandon wrestling because his back hurts also. He's weak. It's per- him, Shawn Michaels, and Bret Hart basically like doing, this is understated, maybe the best work of their amazing careers in 97 and 98, Absolutely. and then just both leaving and leaving the company perfectly to Austin Rock and Hunter. Hunter, of course, gets new DX, which is, this is, and this was huge at the time, the first guy to jump from wcw to the wwf x-pac he debuts after that fucking wrestlemania this was the right when my mom canceled our cable so i no longer psn in canada so i couldn't watch monday night raw inexplicably when was it on dylan tuesday at 4 30 for some reason Uh, yes i remember that curling would also preempt it all the fucking time like a fucking nightmare anyway tournament of hearts you don't get to watch wrestling fucking People so, are gonna play shuffleboard on ice. Yeah, fucking yeah. Lisa Weagle, who sat in ex sat behind me in English class, is now going to be on television all the time. Ooh. She's like a gold medalist curler. Also That's the, fucking sick. Also, the I just remember someone pointed this out to me when I worked at a sports radio station, which is all the people who worked at the LCBO a block away from the um radio station worthy men's Olympic curling team. <laughs> oh yeah, and we had Mike Harris the curler and Mike Harris the premier. Let's go. Woo! Um. So yeah, no. Let's I remember, just talk about curling, but I remember we should when X Pac came back. So it, remember Joel it was Kennedy huge, but it could have been anybody. It could have been like oh, it's but, fucking Ralphus, and people would be like, "He's in DX. What yeah, the but, fuck? Yeah." But the fact that it was an NWO member jumping to DX was sort of like this is sort of the same group symbolic of too. Yeah, it was hugely symbolic. It was also just like the idea that he got in the ring and said like, "And if it wasn't for Eric Bischoff." Scott Hall and Kevin Nash would be like they, they they really fucking went for it in that promo. It was yeah. like holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, and uh obviously the New Age Outlaws are right there. Like it's a perfect fucking Absolutely. The other thing that's very good that happens is that they tried to make them bad guys, to keep them as heels because they end the they end the show helping the New Age Outlaws attack mankind yeah. and Terry Funk. And the crowd, instead of booing, just chants for Austin, which gives mm. them the opportunity to make dude. That's the impetus for dude love turning on Steve Austin, blah, 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 blah. But it also just shows how quickly the Fed was like, oh, these guys are good guys now. And they were good guys the next week doing things like the suck it chants. 
um all of that sort of sort of like we got two words for you suck it oh my god the amount of times people were offered the opportunity to suck a man's penis on Monday, <laughs> oh yes yeah yes. well the whole thing they were they were and it is really hard to make them the heels because they were and it very much was like a fucking you're either wcw or your wwf at that time and they were I mean, not really, but like it was fun to see them go back and forth throwing insults at each other. And rather than having, which WCW would, like the commentators do insults to WWF, which made it seem really weird and like kind of like the principal and the announcements was like, and we all know Jeannie's mom's single. Like it was more, these were the fucking shitty kids being like, in WCW's full of fucking gay lords and we'd yeah, be that's like exactly, that's exactly what it, felt like. it was like yeah you could go to the yeah you could go to sacred heart if you want to be a fucking panty eater you yeah go to fucking central everyone goes to central yeah exactly and obviously the let's get ready to suck it came out of the michael buffer thing like we can't afford michael buffer what the fuck is the use of that anyway and it's like yeah exactly and then of course they did blackface too which is adds a lot I mean, yeah, he they, and he did blackface, and Sean Waltman is now in line to be the next prime minister of Canada. <laughs> Sean Waltman did blackface, and um, Road Dog just talked about how Ken Jamrock jacks off so much. Oh my God, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, because that, that's the face he makes when because he, he's jacking off so much. May I also just say this? Sean Waltman maybe is the great is he's like. Oh yeah, I've done blackface. Are you worried about being canceled? And he's like, "That's pro- that is not even close to the worst things I've admitted to doing in interviews." Well, that's also Triple H did blackface too because he was the Rock. Even though it's like you could have just not done blackface for oh, that. Right. Not that you have to do blackface for to be, but like Xbox blackface was much more egregious. But Triple H also mods the old skin to be the Rock. You're very true. Yeah, you should have been in the bathroom when you smelled what the Rock was cooking when he was the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh Yeah, he, I took a big dump and it smelt. Yeah, wrestling used to rule. What? 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 What makes wrestling boring now? Well, they don't do fun segments like when DX put on blackface and talk about taking big poops. <laughs> yeah, Roman Reigns should come out as the tribal chief and be like, "Oh yeah, no, this was totally." Here's all right, check it out. I'm Roman Reigns, the tribal chief. Now I'm Triple H in his prime. You're the tribal queef. <laughs> Huge applause. Oh my god. Yeah, Triple H full jacked off by Stephanie in the ring. Tribal Queef shirts. Yeah. Tribal Queef fucking tattoos. On Tribal Queef face tattoo. But obviously the three of um Road Dog, Billy Gunn, and X Pac have one thing in common that Triple H does not. They seem to be naturally cool guys because yeah, they right. all have dabbled in pills and that makes them laid back. That's right. They're cool dudes who like to smoke weed. And Triple H is a weird guy who likes to eat only protein and lean carbs. No, lean proteins and carbs. Whatever. He did. Yeah, he's eating fucking chicken breast and just like writing down what they do. And then he probably had a note notepad called Charisma. And he just writes down charismatic things that people like and yeah. tries to do that. I think that's absolutely true. Because look at his, his promo is always like, I just want to let everyone know I'm a cool friend of yours as well. And everyone's like, Fuck you. <laughs> just so you know i'm laid back and everyone can have small sandwiches boo big sandwiches boo no sandwiches boo what do you want from me I, it's it's the middle of the day and you all have to eat is that why you're in a sour mood <laughs> i do wonder if he speaks so clearly because maybe he does naturally mumble so he takes a long time to talk 
and so he like extra enunciates. No, I think that he just thinks I think he thinks he's cool. Here's the thing with Triple H is I think he thinks he's fun. He's one of those guys. You know what I mean? Like he's a real, you know, the scene in Billy Madison when Adam Sandler plays Molly Hatchet and sits on the hood of his car and opens his jean jacket. That's what I think Triple H is as a guy. Like like, (laughs) he just, anything he thinks is awesome is kind of like, I mean, that is cool. Like I love Motorhead and Ric Flair too, in a sense, in a way I like it. Like territory wrestling is more what Mm -hmm. I mean at Motorhead, but like, I'm not going to be like, let me, uh, tell you what's gonna happen uh, motorhead's gonna write a song for me that they'll never remember oh yeah and then vince mcmahon for the first time as a television character post screw job turns babyface because of triple h why does he turn babyface john triple h marries his daughter while she's comatose not only that ladies and gentlemen coming this week from iHeartRadio, it is who's your daughter with marty Janetti. listen every week as marty says things like so it's a dating show right here's my pitch I have to legally adopt you because that's the only way I'm attracted to women. Find out if people react to Marty's fun charm when he asks people questions like, Can I halcy on you? <laughs> and also, this week we find out what happens when you... Halcy on someone. <laughs> Tune in for some fun road stories like the time me and Sean killed a lady. Haha, <laughs> they'll never find her bones. I ground them up myself. That's the first thing I snorted was a woman's bones. Is Shawn Michaels the reason I have substance problems? Yes. This week on iHeartRadio, I've taken a halcyon. Rapes his daughter and brags about it. Uh, Storyline. Right. And then the wedding night was good, Vince. Hey, I fucked your you sleeping daughter. You Time to play the game. The, the game is rape. Didn't even fucking put that together. Yeah, the game. Yep. Yeah. The game, the man, much like the game, the book is all about assaulting women. <laughs> Here, what's your fortune? Eat these pills. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the most insane angle ever. And yeah, and hey, test, your friend's hotter than you. Eat these pills. Test, by the way, doesn't even get to have a match with Triple H. They don't even do that in storyline. It's then he's put into a match with Stephanie's dad, Vince. And what happens? Stephanie betrays her dad. Turns out, it's oh yeah, because oh, no. Test is the first of many people this was a thing back then where if you were tall and you had long blonde hair triple h would erase you from the television show That's right. you would be taken into a field and beaten with baseball bats yeah. a la the end of casino pretty much though like test oh and yeah test obviously was never a fucking I disagree. i think test i don't think test was ever a challenge triple h but test did not need to go. like test could have been fucking just like test was essentially like, he was like our truth like, you just need him around test was like our truth in that you just, he's one of those guys where it's like someone's got to wrestle in the second match of fucking Raw sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, there is definitely a place in any single wrestling organization for a guy who's tall and just has a cool finishing move and nothing else. No yeah. real character other than just like, look how fucking tall this guy is. He's going to yeah. kick you. They got fucking Big Bill and stupid fucking AEW. And I love Big Bill. Big Bill, who's literally just Sid from ECW. I know it's, Where it's really, like everyone in ECW was like maxed out at six, two. And they had Sid in there. It's like actually six, nine. And just like, like he was going to fucking kill all these guys. It was great. Oh, he was just coming to the, I mean, I loved ECW Sid just coming to the ring in jeans. No, just basically being, Oh God, one, just the, giving- the choke slam that he gives to, what was it? Fuck. Who was it? Was it Mikey Whipwreck where like Mikey Whipwreck didn't jump. So he just kind of pushed him over the ropes and he just like fell yeah. with like his shoulder through the table. Like he didn't even lift him. 
I just remember there's one with like, and it's like someone like Simon Diamond or something like that. And he holds him so high. And for so long, he's like, well, they like fucking timed it. And he just, and instead of dropping him like this, he just holds him up and goes like that. And he just, <laughs> yeah. He just really fucking, he just for Sid. Like Sid was clearly like, how much are you paying me? And wait a minute, are you a Christian? And Paul Heyman was like, uh-oh. And then Sid was like, I'll just go to the ring and hurt some guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you get one angle to beat me up and then that's it. Anyway, so Triple H is in the McMahon Helmsley era um, and Focus yeah, really mankind, begins. Mankind's again has to make him into a fucking main event star with um, a really, really great series of matches that culminates in Mankind's career, quote unquote, ending. Don't worry, he's back at the next pay-per-view in a really in one of the worst WrestleManias. WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, he, uh, yeah, of course, the Royal Rumble match were with the tax. But also the other thing is Triple H held the world title for like three and a half months, which doesn't sound like much. But during the Attitude Era, it may, have been, it may as well like, have been six years. It felt like a fucking eternity. Yeah. Because he stabilized that title when it was like also Austin is out with obviously his injuries are acting up triple. Sorry. The rock is in and out of um, the lineup with like going away and doing the Scorpion King. So bear in mind, this is the first time the big show wins the belt at Survivor Series mm -hmm. insanely. Well, it's like it becomes for a couple months. It becomes like the year 2000 NWA because it's like, yeah, we're going to swear and do all this other shit. But like we have a heel champion and you just can't beat him because the odds are stacked against you. Like this is like, the other thing that's like, it's, it is nuts that they had a heel champion. Like that's never anything ever yeah. Vince would do. Um, we also, this is at some point when Stephanie and triple H start, Dylan, let's make the noise together. Sucking each other's ass. <laughs> they start draining the shit. Oh, that's a 99. Oh no. Oh wait. The real, the real thing was in 2000. You think, which the, I think the real, because the real thing was somewhere in here. They start, they start really consummating. They start fucking penis into vagina, mm -hmm. making this noise. Nope. I'm saving you from the noise by talking over it. I'm talking over it. I don't know what noise. Are you? Do you have your soundboard? Why don't you just use your soundboard? Your, right. your soundboard probably has a noise. Oh, let's see. This is the noise their sex made. Sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Triple H turns babyface for a minute but <clears throat> really this is also triple h kurt angle and stephanie have this love triangle uh, um, after he's been uh, established as one of the top guys but triple h just um kind of super just stops it all they're supposed yeah. to have those you know everyone's clearly into the fact that angle and stephanie could be an on-screen couple and triple h is like nope and there is a creative meeting from this time where out loud because Triple H gets to attend the creative meetings and out loud he says, well, who would believe the Kurt Angle could beat me up? And then Bruce Pritchard goes, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, he's an Olympic gold medalist. He can yeah. kick the shit out of anyone. And Triple H sat down. But like, that's what he's doing. Like, he's not, he's literally, he's just saying like, well, no, but like, actually I'd win though. So like, he's steep, he's very much steeped in the tradition of the original clique of, you know, Kevin and Sean at least. What's very funny, though, at this period of time, people like Bruce Pritchard are like, go fuck yourselves, Paul. Like, the other thing that is very important is, like, he's in the creative meeting. He's working his way in. It is the great Triple H takeover that we're going to get. But it, it's a lot slower than it sort of feels like. I just got to say, 
I started fucking, I hated wrestling at this point. I never bought Triple H in this time as a main event talent. I found it annoying. He just felt like he was there because Steve Austin was hurt. And then. Yeah, he was very much. It very much came in weekly television did him a lot of good. Like, I think the Ascento Triple H, um, you have the two probably greatest wrestlers of all time in Austin and The Rock at this time. Yeah. And then you have Triple H, who obviously would have been a champion in some other companies. And you have Kurt Angle as well. And how Triple H effectively, like, became the face of the company and Kurt Angle didn't is basically because Kurt Angle is like an addict. Like, Triple H's greatest weapon as a wrestler is he's sobriety. So, yeah. His greatest he's wrestling what's is never, he's just never, He never stalked one woman. Yeah, this is the thing. Triple H, <laughs> Triple H, like he, there's some, a Howard Stern interview that's not great, but like there's never, there's never been a year in Triple H's life where everyone he knew went, woof. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I guarantee Vince was like, um, oh, you're like everyone else is just wasted beyond belief and Triple H is there to talk to Vince McMahon. Yeah. Like, and like, there, there's a lot of like shit. Oh, he's politicking, whatever. It's probably like, no, he's the only guy who could like form a sentence. Cause everyone had taken fucking 30 somas. Yeah. Like understand this is it. We're entering into a period of time in wrestling where like, like fucking Nancy Grace was doing full episodes of like, is every wrestler being murdered? No, they're just fucked in the head. Like it was a really oddly dark time in wrestling that culminates in Chris Benoit murdering his family. Like it's so not yeah, it's also like people start fucking dying. Yeah. Like, like you're saying. Like people start like full on like 19 like 2000 to 2005, the third most dangerous job in America was professional wrestler based on the amount of these motherfuckers that just literally like what are you going to do on Saturday? Drink this bottle of vodka and take 800 pills. Oh, yeah. It was like the mortality rate was like that of someone who was actually invading a foreign country. Yeah, there are full episodes of WCW Saturday Night where none of those guys are still alive, save for get it, you're fat, Barry Darso. <laughs> yeah, I didn't take any steroids. I fucking, I fucking sold them, fat ass. You fucking you fat ass. So Triple H becomes, this is where you get really triple h the fucking oh my man. god yeah. two-man power trip which is like something trip. no one wanted yeah china has been fucking exercised from the company they were dating he cucked her to stay with, to go with stephanie mcmahon she has been fired he is now tag teams with heel steve austin this is the worst time in steve austin's career he is so clearly tired and doesn't want to be there or with triple h it's never been discussed what steve austin has against triple h but i just love that he's like Fuck that guy. Because it's not, because bear in mind, Steve Austin has openly said Kevin Nash is one of his best friends. So it's not a click issue. I think he's just kind of like, I'm a man who drinks beer from Texas and I don't trust sober people from new, from fucking New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. And he's also like, Triple H is never made to look underneath on television. Like he's always like, he like loudly dumps Stephanie at one point when <laughs> they have an angle where Stephanie. Um, fakes a pregnancy to get him back on her side, and then he fucking dumps her. Oh yeah, that one was so hot. Isn't that fucking cool? It was cool. And he's kind of like above all of 
the invasion angle stuff because he's he already there. sucks. Yeah, he's not there. That's so funny. That's exactly right. Yeah, he actually the invasion helps him because they're like, remember Triple H? He's also he's this bad, and everyone was like, okay, yeah. Like it is kind of weird that he's like the kind of the reason everyone stops watching wrestling and will maybe be the reason that people start again now. Like, well, but again, it's because I think that you're probably onto something a little bit. I I think that Triple H now understands his character and listens to his market. You can see that jumping ahead in that when he takes over NXT, he's overtly like, we're not going to be a place for indie wrestlers. I want to be able to like map it out. And then within a year, he is like, we are a place for indie wrestlers because you know what I do? I listen. And so I solve mm-hmm. problems that way. Yeah, where he's basically, I mean... We can get to the NXT thing, but the impetus of it seems to be, hey, Vince, do you want to own wrestling? Like, actually own the whole thing? Let me do an indie league, but with a budget. And then Vince was like, okay. And then within yeah, I don't you know, think a couple how, years. I don't think that's how it went down. I think Triple H just did it. And then Vince, it was too late. And Vince McMahon, because Vince McMahon was apparently very confused by NXT. And also, there's a moment in time where, when, um, like they were getting fuck raw chance and like NXT chance on raw where apparently triple mm. H was like, ah, shit, we're in trouble now because the, like, the thing with Vince is it's sort of like that thing with Lashley where it's like, you can't draw Vince's attention to certain things. Cause he'll just destroy them with his attention. Like it, the, the, the eye of Sauron cast on a, and it, like, what do you mean? You're better than raw. Well, I only, I know one thing to do destroy this. Therefore raw wins. Ha ha ha. I win. I'm winning. Yeah. The, I guess the, yeah, but, from what I've heard, all of the anger towards NXT was, I forget which show it was, but like NXT sold out like a 17,000 seat arena and then Triple H made a video of just panning going like, this ain't developmental, this is the big leagues too. And then from that moment on, it was like shit started getting cut out. Yeah. The, um, but going back to, tri- so this is the rise of Triple H. So let's talk about fucking 2003. That's what I'm doing. Prime of Triple H. This is white. Bad. This is white boots. Triple H. This is, he is literally, mm-hmm. he is awarded the world title on television by Eric Bischoff. And it. Oh, and this is stuck. one of the first times he, he, sorry that he throws water on someone's heat when he beats Goldberg too. Yes, he throw he beats Goldberg. This is the uh destruction of Rob Van Dam. Like this is the purposeful backstage yeah. mugging of Rob Van Dam, which Triple H can never be forgiven for. And then what I love about Rob Van Dam, Rob Van Dam, not cool with it. Like Rob Van Dam, any of his shit interviews. <laughs> there was I love this story, which is apparently they were like backstage years later, and Shawn Michaels was like, Rob, you are funny. And Rob was like, I know. And he would they say, like, what? And he's like, You and like apparently Rob Van Dam's like, you guys fucked my push and understand. I am from Detroit. I will fucking kill the both of you. And they were like, what? He's like, no, not yet. Well, one day. Yeah. <laughs> I was just always high every single match, which is honestly in, why, why in relation to wrestling, pretty much sober. Yeah. I was, uh, I smoked some weed and that is why I am totally fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you get the Kane, Katie Vick angle. Oh boy. You get the Kane Gady Vic angle. You also get my favorite Triple H's running wild angle, which is Booker T, you're black. Oh, yeah. That's bad. And then, and then he wins. And he wins with a move that you don't usually, which is he hits his finish and then takes like eight seconds to crawl on top of him, but still pins him because Booker T is a bitch and he can't get up. It is the end of the attitude or the invasion angle officially because it is Vince McMahon literally going, all of my champions have beaten all of their champions. No one cares. Yes. he. So he suffocates. Rob Van Dam, Woo. he 
Jericho starts getting over. We didn't talk about that, but he he pins Jericho quickly. Yeah, he beats him on top of a Hell in a Cell in a match like and before that match, we were all pre-programmed like, oh, a Hell in a Cell, someone's gonna like be thrown into the front row. Nope, not not at all. No, no, it's um, a, the remember thing is you have Booker to, T, of course, who is getting super over. Continue, sorry. Ruthless aggression is attitude and era. If it was boring, you have to remember that. Like the attitude, ruthless aggression is it's attitude era level stakes. What's the stipulation for this match? This woman is going to have a bunch of razor blades shoved in her vagina. If no matter who the winner is, that's just, we're just doing that now. That's ruthless aggression. But then there's like somehow that segment's eighteen minutes long and boring. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the other thing. Everything is longer because of the this is your life. I think that this is your life. Rocky Maivia segment did ruin wrestling because it taught them the, like, oh, yeah, you can do like a half hour segment and it'll be the best part of the show. It And um, it's not. That has, that has only been true once, which was the this is your life segment. And then they haven't learned from like, ugh. anyway. Yeah, he beats. I'm just trying to get a full list here. Um, Oh, yeah. He's just awarded the world heavyweight title by Eric Bischoff without anything when Raw and SmackDown are created. Mm hmm. Uh, um, he just, obviously Goldberg comes in, he beats Goldberg. It's like, I think Goldberg in wrestling has like six losses and gold and sorry. And, um, triple H is two. And so is Nash. Yeah. It's so, yeah. He's be- basically Kevin. Oh, it's fucking insane. There's like right, a, before his latest comeback. Yeah. Then there's also, uh, the creation of evolution. They are in so many different segments, but this shows, so this is important. Evolution shows that triple H can play the game. Because clearly Vince was like, "Yes, these are our guys. These are our new guys." And Triple H was like, "Okay, we'll we'll do a stable, and I'll be Ric Flair. We'll have you know, be I'm the present, Ric Flair's the past, and these two guys are the future. And we will just set every single thing up with these guys, and they'll eventually, obviously, beat me. But you know, let me get them over. And I mean, he does. So he it's like does." The one if it's not a handpicked guy, I'm going to be super strong. But if it's one of your handpicked guys, like he fucking jobs to Batista. Like Batista beats him at WrestleMania and then at Backlash. Totally. The entire match is based around Triple H. He's like, you may have beat me that time, but I have the pedigree, the strongest move ever. And it was like, okay, well, Batista's going to kick out of the pedigree. And he does. He literally, Triple H hits him with the pedigree. He's losing the whole match. He hits him with the pedigree. Batista kicks out of the pedigree, power bombs him and wins. And like you can't put anyone over stronger than that. And also he does that with Chris Benoit as well. Like the one thing is you're holy red, which is like everyone else, they're toast. The one guy you're gonna try and use, sure. So he puts over Chris Benoit. The thing is, because Ripley just sort of answered the criticism and said, Who I've lost more than anyone else at WrestleMania. And it's like that's true, but you've won more at SummerSlam Survivor Series, Backlash, Judgment Day, Vengeance. St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Um, well, it's like the long. Scott Hall approach, which is, okay, you can lose, but just powerbomb the fucking shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, get your heat back where it's like yeah. Triple H is fucking, as of like three years ago, hitting the pedigree on, um, uh, sorry. Three years. Like, yeah. Like he, no, a, sorry. Like, the New Day, where it's like he comes out and he just pedigrees the entire New Day for some reason. At, a at the same show, time, he like, literally he triple pedigrees yeah, all three pedigree. of them. Yeah, it's why Biggie might never wrestle again. They don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's selling the pedigree from nine years ago. Yeah, he's selling the pedigree from nine years ago like a professional. He keeps it. This is the pedigree. But they do like they do a bunch of great stuff. Um, I mean, evolution is great. Evolution is very fun. It's the one part of evolution I find fascinating is they have to make sure Ric Flair can't talk because Randy Orton and Batista Batista 
are so bad on the mic at first. They're like, if we give Rick the mic, he's just going to make them look like shit. So just Triple H talk for Evolution for like the first year. Yeah. Well, the other oh, is so funny. The other worry that was, yeah, just Triple H talk for the first year because they worried that if Ric Flair picked up the microphone, they just turned the entire group babyface, which is such a funny, weird admission where it's like, listen, Rick can't do the mic because he's too entertaining. I will slowly suffocate this entire industry by doing 19 minute promos. Thank yeah, you. I hope. Yeah, stra- this is also the time. Like literally, Monday Night Raw would start every week with the and Triple H would come out and s- sit in that ring and literally oh, God. pontificate until Teddy Long on Thursday on Friday Night SmackDown made a tag match. It was a nightmare. But this is this being said, it was a lot the problem with. Like having Triple H come out and do a promo because he's the face of your company, whatever. He's the like the the leftover from the best era you've ever had as a company. That thing. makes sense. But making it fifty eight minutes long is where you're getting like that's fucking crazy. <laughs> like how long these things would be. Oh, He'd say nothing. Oh my god. And then we just get into fucking evolution smash. Then we get into Christian DX, which is just insufferable. Oh, buddy. Evolution, I would say we should honestly rank at the end of this the Triple H stables, but evolution evolution uh was good. Um Christian DX is because it's like Christian the combination of man Helmsley era various factions that can just suck my butt. Because it's like the joining of how Vince McMahon has his baby faces, where it's very Saturday morning cartoonish, where it's like, oh no, they win every time, very easily, and they rub it in the bad guy's face, and all the heels are very, very impotent. And the only people, I remember this, because I watched wrestling during this era, the only people to ever really lay them out, and it was only once, were rated RKO, and they only did it once. Oh my god, they were like fucking this there was like two years of them just easily beating up who whichever heel. This few this is the weirdest time in the Fed too, because you've got like weird Christian DX, you've got WWE CW, like you have all these things where it's like, remember all this stuff you liked? You you know how you like steak and candy? Well, we've got you uh a porcelain steak and we've got some photos of candy. And you're like (laughs) (laughs) It is also like uh hey, you remember those cool guys when you were sixteen? They're still Yeah, well they got jobs, but then they lost those jobs and they're divorced now. So they're really going to take out what they had on their wives. Yeah. Cause they, once again, they went to a fucking West 49. They bought all their old clothes. And anyway, they got problems. You were about to learn that the phrase, let's get the band back together can be very sad. <laughs> also, it's very funny. Like triple H is a sober guy. So it's like Shawn Michaels. Like, yeah, I swear a bit. Cause I like to have a couple drinks. Well, I don't have drinks and I love swearing pussy. Yeah. Talk. <laughs> Come. Vince likes cock. Taste. Vince likes come. Can we say come? No, you can't. Ooh. Can I kiss my come? I already said you can't say come, but having come is another it's another little treat, isn't it? <laughs> that was another thing. It was gonna open and Triple H was gonna gargle a bunch of cum. Oh yeah, there was whose cum is this? There was that Vince taboo Tuesday tea. poll, which is does Triple H drink the cum? Or the other thing you would vote for is how much are you excited to see Triple H drink cum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either yeah. way, he's drinking. Cum. The poll was uh where should Triple H put the cum? <laughs> is it in his and it was mouth? a turkey baster full of cum and he put it, yeah, obviously it, all over his chest. In obviously. his mouth or obviously in his mouth. <laughs> Yeah, well, he, he lopped it up into his mouth. And he's exactly. like, now everyone wins. And then with a mouthful of cum, he admitted, this is mine. So 
it's so funny too. It's like rated RKO. Where at this point, also oh, Edge's gimmick is that he fucked. I fucked my wife on television, and Randy Orton's just I am a bad person. Yeah, no, yeah, rated RKO. To combat them. Yeah, two recently divorced men. Yeah, who's gonna? Well, fight? I guess you know what? One happily married guy who's just trying to help out his divorced friend. Actually, that's probably their tag team. Yeah, the tag team is bag shitter and adulterer versus uh, homophobe and sober nerd. It would have been a good evolution of their relationship if, yeah, Michael's going through some hard times. Triple H is like, let's fucking get DX back together. And then they do. And Michael's like, actually, a lot of the things that we're doing here, I hate. And then Triple H turned on him. I mean, that would have been great, but they could have never done it because Vince McMahon was too busy booking times where he just faced God. <laughs> <laughs> the people, people were into DX. I know. I ne- I hated this time in wrestling so much. And also, by it the was way, bad. it was been on for so long. This was really the fucking dog days of the WW fucking E. Oh yeah, because God. Raw and SmackDown made total sense when Vince bought the company. But then systematically, he made all of his new talent, all of WCW, look like shit. So really, as far as championship top-level talent, they they still had a good roster but um, so many they had a good roster but they split it between two shows so it's like and you have orton edge cena triple h michaels undertaker batista that's seven that's awesome for one show but then when you split that on two shows it's just three hard three. to flip those all also those pieces back and forth isn't it weird that lesnar never really touched triple h in this period because clearly vince was like well he'll have to kill you and then triple h was like no but that's the genius of triple h like we talked about in the cena episode where it's like okay, who's the champion that goes into ECW One Night Stand who they're going to hate WWE and they want to, they're want they pissed off at how boring it is. Well, the face of that is John Cena. Yeah. And not Triple H, who everyone actually fucking hated. And the other thing is even, so Cena was the champ, but even like the Raw guys on that show, Bischoff was the head of it, who's obviously aligned with WCW. So they get to take their WCW hate Obviously, a lot of ECW was just yelling at Bischoff, so that's good to have. That, and that was the, yeah, that's the fir- that's the that's the first EC. This is a great point. The first ECW they had Bischoff there to basically do that. The second one they had John Cena, who should have been Triple H. You're making it mm-hmm. that's such a great little bit of storytelling. But if it was Triple H, do. he would they would have like killed him because it was like, oh my god. I, yeah. I, obviously, he's a father and worried about his own safety. But like that just shows that like there's a reason why Triple H um, is the leader of wwe now and john cena is in movies is because john cena will put himself in those situations yeah um, it's also the thing of like i mean he was put in that situation but he, he was put in that situation he was a good loyal soldier for doing it i think five years ago triple h would have done the same thing i just think there, i don't think triple h would have i guarantee triple h is not aware of how much ecw fans hated him at this point i think this is like a really i think he was because remember he did all those promos about how the internet's full of fucking nerds not like me i don't trick that's right yeah he kept oh he's always making hey, always hate the freeze hardcore and it's like well without the guy who is most responsible for that being a genre of wrestling you wouldn't have a fucking career so go kiss mick foley on the mouth you mother fuck well also yeah he he did a lot of um basement dwelling jack off guys which is true and there's nothing wrong with it yeah that's right i've got high tea because i have no hair and i love to rip one (laughs) and i I fucking shoot rope certainly do who did you just look at when you said shoot rope that's a picture of myself i have often perfect the left and every single podcast yeah there he is there's me shooting rope Um, oh there's me i'm ripping rope um, and, and then we get into this weird time where slowly Triple H just appears more and more in a suit, and we're more and more aware that he's taken Shane McMahon's spot as the 
um, the person Vince McMahon's trying to kill in Titan Tower because he's afraid he's going to uh, take over because Vince McMahon literally lives by the law of the jungle, which is why he has so many trees. And then we got a classic Triple H, which is um, Jeff Hardy has to beat Triple H for the title, and he does, but only after Triple H beats him 650 times to really get it up, really get the point across that Triple H is much better than this man. And yeah, he's going to win, but not really. This is this. This is the like the build. Like we're getting very we're, like this is also the time where it's like seen as literally eviscerating everyone. We're jumping a bit ahead, but then of course culminates in the summer of punk, which is then derailed by Triple H's the worst use of Triple H ever and Kevin Nash. They fuck it up so much. They don't let Triple H basically. No, I want to talk about. You got to talk about some of the good stuff too, which is. Um, no, I don't. Orton Triple H, where Randy Orton. I do not DDTs, think this is good. People were into it. The match was bad. I agree the build yes. was fun, but the match was bad. That's my problem with it. The match just, the ma- like, why is that match no disqualification? It's so stupid. Well, they did the match at Mania, too, where immediately there was a pedigree and an RKO hit. Yeah, it was like, they and did. It was like, whoa, and then it just got bad. But that's the thing. Triple H, this is the time, too, where it's like, he's really good at that, like, mid-90s to late-90s style of WWE wrestling that yes, now is. is fun again. But. Yeah, back then it was like point. all we wanted to see was flippy flips. Yeah, like, this- you got the fucking Briscoes and like everyone in ROH who were like, "Okay, we're on top of a ladder that's super rickety. We found it in the garbage specifically. We don't have the money for a working one. All four of us are standing on one ladder, and um, we're gonna do our tag team finisher onto that bed of nails." And then Triple H is like, "Ooh, and a bit of headluck." So it's kind of so like this is also like the period of time when. Impact is super fun. It's right before they're on Spike TV, but it's right before Hogan and Bischoff show up. So like they're advertising things like you just get to see the Canadian destroyer, AJ Styles yes. in the matches of his life. Like it's also mm-hmm. that's a great point. It's such a weird time in wrestling, and that Triple H is a bit like you guys loved this five minutes ago, and it's like, yeah, but now you're not doing a fucking frog splash into a shooting star press onto a guy who will eventually really believe in QAnon. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing is, um, Triple H, that style, the style he wrestles, really, really does work. If you care about what's happening in the ring, people do not. They do not really care good. about him. You've, no. you've watched this man wrestle with the same yeah, we're character for it's been eight years. Ten years of this fucking, of, yeah, of Lemmy. No, ten, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like by this point, it's like, fuck you. Get off. Like, this is really the part where it's like Triple H should have retired. Triple H should have gone away for five years starting in 2007, 2008, and just does not. Like, he is just around, yeah. and it is annoying. Yeah, he's a lot like, um, you know who Triple H is like? He's like, um, I'm just because I'm looking at his name right now. He's like, um, Jesus? No, he, like, a, like a Ted DiBiase, Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect style where it's like, maybe Rick Rude's a good um comparison point because it's like if they did multiple title reigns in the 80s and 90s and ted dibiase would have been like an 18 time champion it's just triple h is a really good accessory when you have like a better baby face on top the problem was they didn't let or have anyone that was like a better baby face so then triple h like had to be a baby face and he's just kind of like a fucking well it's also the kind of now he's got to fight that fucking asshole like he is great it's just like it's also just Triple H stayed away from John Cena, Brock Lesnar. He stayed away from the top people because Triple H also the part that I don't like is Triple H had to win. Triple H always had to be the victor. Yes. Triple H always had to like yeah. come out looking strong. He's doing shit like he just fucks the Spirit Squad. He fucks so many. Oh, rep- yeah. He just like 
yeah, the Spirit Squad is just like the Putty Patrol, and they they were great, but um, yeah, exactly. Like Triple H has to win a lot, and he's very very good at like technically very Triple H is number two, but yes. But the thing is, the way John Cena wrestles, John Cena will give a guy like ninety percent of the match, power up, and win, like the Super Cena criticism. Yeah. But Triple H doesn't he always even when he's the baby face he looks like so fucking strong every single time he wins oh my god yeah like even that fucking batista match he had at like the last wrestlemania that was eight years long the like the last wrestlemania pre-covid um that match like he's like oh i'm really worried about batista i better have a very competitive match like what like it's also that sort of thing if he talks all about like being a student of wrestling and understanding all of it but then you look at his in-ring generalship and it's always like yeah, you really know how to create a balanced project. Prob like, no matter how supposedly you're supposed to be in a deficit, he's always presented as like this strong man who's cool and your friend. Yeah, and he'll do this a lot, where it's like the tag team division just basically exists, so Triple H can walk out, pedigree all of them, and even if even if he like has a competitive match in the main event, the thing you remember is that Triple H broke up a four person match and pedigreed everyone. And then did a long promo where he alluded to roosters. That means cock. Yeah. It's just, it's just, this is the most irritating part. Like I understand that we want to praise Triple H in some ways. And I think that he did some amazing stuff as a booker. I think he's an amazing administrator in terms of creating great wrestling product, but I honestly have never bought him as a main event talent. He is the first example of being shoved by the fans throat. And I think it's where Vince McMahon got it from where he went. I made Triple H because Triple H is very like in Vince's head. He that's a wholesale Vince McMahon creation. And Vince does not have many of those. Steve Austin is not one. The Rock is not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, he's also a member of the family. So he also has this job security of like, they're going to keep him around. And they always, like, they always present him in the pantheon of Rock, Austin, Hogan. And he's not like, he's not a San Martino. He's a, he's the fucking, he's the Stan Stasiak of the ruthless aggression era. And I stand ruthless. by this. Ruthless. The, the russo -less, That's what I call it. Would have really improved if that gentleman had been involved. If you ask me, he's I, yeah, I think he's in like a one A category. He's definitely not like he's definitely not like there would be no one who would be like he's in the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Like he's kind of reminds me of I would say because all of those people are bad. They're bad. Mm, Triple H is the best person maybe to be on top of a wrestling 100%. company. That is a hundred percent as a human. Isn't that being, hilarious? Yeah, yeah. Not a not a main event. Not a main event talent. All the bad things he's main done event, man. are like office mean office things. That's right. Like the things you would do. Like oh, that guy's a climber at his like real estate agency, and everything I mean, else. Anyone's done wrestling is like no, those are crimes. <laughs> those are those are crimes. <laughs> Um, this is the crazy this guy was actually rude to one of his colleagues, said a bunch of stuff to his boss so he'd get the promotion. Oh my god, did his colleague lose his job? No, he just didn't get the promotion. Oh, well, what'd that guy do that you like? Oh, he beats his wife, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you like him, yeah, he's yeah, better um, than talking. Yeah, he what? says a thing in yeah. the ring that I like to say the thing he says after it, and also when he walks to the <laughs> ring, it's really fun to sing. That's why I like. Well, oh, yeah, the and then at the thing he says at the end of when he's talking, that's fun to say too. Yeah, it's really fun to say. But this this other guy that I don't like, right? This guy, this guy right here, this guy. Sometimes his wife comes to the ring with him, and she has teased hair, and it makes me fucking violent for no reason. Yeah, his, him and his wife come to the ring, and I just can imagine that they still love each other. It's yeah. fucking shit. And then I throw up on my own dick. They have children, and they love them. 
and I assume Arnold, Arnold, those children aren't allowed to see their grandfather. <laughs> oh, imagine. I mean, what, what is that? Imagine how many times do you think the granddaughters of Vince McMahon have been around him? I think it's never. Like, I don't think he acknowledges them. He just knows that Shane yeah. boys, and he's like, "When will be the? When will they be strong enough to be my new DX? Where they just have to tell women to suck my dick, and then I don't really have to." <laughs> um, this is something I'm just reading now, but there's a third run of DX, which I completely scrubbed from my mind. There's a third run from DX Hornswoggle. Ju- Hornswoggle what are you talking about? Joins them. And what are you talking about? I have no memory of this. The wrestlers whatsoever. court that consisted only of dwarves. Oh, also DX was <clears throat> a big into like, Hey, we're bringing this guy out. And they did this. They've done this 7 billion times where I think bring this guy out for an interview. And then it's just a, and then it's just a little person that's dressed as them. And they do that all the time. The Bret Hart one was crazy. I remember like that the was Bret, the Bret Hart one was good. That just, was good. It was like at the point where people were like, what? That's what John did at his wedding. I mean, and, like, welcome my and wife. And then it also, was a little person dressed as and, his wife. And then John pedigreed that little person. It was and, tasteless. And then what happened at the divorce proceedings? Um, uh, Dylan, same thing, same thing. <laughs> exactly. Correct. As you now divorce this woman pedigree, this little person. <laughs> Quebec's got weird laws. They've got weird laws, but you know what? I'm here for them. And also the entire time I just had to be yelling, bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> um, he tries to wave his, um, he tries to wave his magic again when he uh, jobs to Seamus. He certainly does. No one cared. Because he also, he picked the guy where like, this guy's was, also my friend. Yeah. No one likes that guy. Oh everyone, dear. Everyone. Fucking, <laughs> oh, oh, heavens to Betsy. It seems like I bet on the wrong horse again. Who would have been like, he does, uh, <laughs> he does. He loses twice to the Undertaker, WrestleMania matches that are like okay. It's insane how long Sheamus has been in wrestling and no one cares. Sheamus is the he is the Dr. Pepper of professional wrestling, which is it's always around. And you're like, every once in a while, you're like, give me some of that. And you go, Yeah, that's enough. I'm good. That's that's Sheamus. Like the bar was fun, I guess. Seamus had the worst intro of any wrestler because it, at a time where we wanted a new face and we told them who what these new faces we wanted, they were like, what about this guy? And everyone's like, who's that guy? He's he said he wanted a new face. You don't like him? Triple H again. Like, that was another thing Triple H would always do. Yeah, and that's right. Wrestling always did, which was like, uh, this guy... Um, this guy this guy wins, and then immediately Triple H is like, well, how are the ratings doing? Same as last week? Hmm. Just give it back to me, which makes no sense. But yeah, um, oh the, yeah, Summer of Punk, Triple H is he Summer does he does punk. two more beautiful, beautiful um, fuckovers. This is this, this, oh, this two more beautiful fuckovers. The first one is obviously summer. Actually, three, I guess. Uh Summer of Punk. Woo! <laughs> fucked him. Punk's allowed to beat John Cena, which is another thing. Every time they've interacted, John Cena has beaten Triple H. But if you look at it like comparison points, Triple H always beats the guys who have <laughs> beaten. Yeah. John Cena. John Cena, much like The Rock, is just up to further a storyline. Yeah, I, mean, I don't care. Because here's the thing with John, John Cena is a handsome, fun guy that just it's never been that hard. Yeah. Also, the first little brick that um is the balloon is kind of deflated mm-hmm. a bit from CM Punk is that like Kevin Nash power bombs him a bunch. Oh my god. Or like they don't even have like a current wrestler come out. It's like this guy who you can see because you have eyes cannot walk. Mm-hmm. Um, is going to take the title from you. Alberto Del Rio is the champion. No one's going to care about that because he just fucking, he basically won the title. Classic Jericho booking from the early 2000s. Yes, I mean, 
Alberto Del Rio is this, is technically the champion, but he did not really quote unquote win the title. Like not oh, even also, his handler did the interference. Sorry, go for it. And also, we need to stress this: Alberto Del Rio will not be appearing on television or be booked like a champion. In fact, the first fifteen minutes of Raw will be Alberto Del Rio having the belt taken from him by Vince McMahon, and then he has to pick Vince McMahon's nose with his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the first 15 minutes of Raw will just be Vince McMahon holding his hand on Del, Bar- uh, Del Rio's forehead and going, get the belt, and Del Rio's just, give it to me, please, and he's yeah. like, I'm not gonna. Ironically, if Alberto Del Rio was honest with how he felt about women to Vince McMahon, I guarantee Alberto Del Rio right now would be still the heavyweight champion of the world, but he kept it quiet, and it was only after Alberto Del Rio got charged for all those kidnappings that Vince McMahon was like, god damn it, why didn't he tell me he was a champion? Oh my god, yeah, ruthless aggression. That's some um, fucking someone called Johnson. Yum, 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 yum. So he defeats uh, <laughs> Triple H. Triple H beats CM Punk and then beats Kevin Nash, who beats CM Punk. That's it's good stuff. So fucking insane. And then triple. And then what happens to CM Punk? CM Punk beats, beats Alberto Del Rio at Survivor Series and goes on the world's like one of the longest reigns that only was recently beat by Roman Reigns. That's, but the, that's the Triple H classic. That is the he Triple beats H. Them to deflate the balloon. Then they get to win something else, and he is untouched. And and He's CM untouched. Punk, who is a resentful dick, never forgets. And literally, the bear in mind the seeds of aew's weird bizarre the like the brawl out from all out these are the this is the moment where it comes from which is triple h fucks the cm the um, summer of punk cm punk is never given a main wrestlemania main event or presented as a champion wrestlemania 29 um is uh brock lesnar getting the ass kicked out of him by triple h or the other way around they have an Undertaker match with CM Punk. It's fine. CM Punk leaves the Fed out there during right after the next Royal Rumble, does the podcast with Colt Cabana, and literally is like, Triple H needed to work with me. I never needed to work with him. This guy fucking sucks. Basically confirmed everything that everyone suspected about Triple H running that company. And then the Fed does a fake weird lawsuit against Colt Cabana and CM Punk to try and like get rid of that bad publicity. But this is where I think this is triple H at his worst triple H trying to sort of manage the CM punk situation. This is the, the, the Daniel Bryan situation where they will, they will not relent. They are literally going ahead with Batista and Randy fucking Orton in the main event for only because they're triple H's friends. Like this is the height of triple H has literally fucking run off the new Steve Austin. They are not listening to the fucking fans. It is a year of yes chance. And they literally put him in what fucking three weeks before the pay-per-view. Because if they don't, they're literally going to, there'll be nothing but booze. Yeah. It's, um, what was the other one? Um, oh yeah. Like in, in the summer of punk, they literally could have just been like CM Punk beat John Cena now he's going to face Triple H because he hates Triple H because Triple H is the real face of WWE. Which, and and they could have done nothing but promos back and forth and it would have been a huge match. But instead they decide to get Nash involved and have him beat no up reason. CM Punk. Yeah, and exactly. We could have the had whole match. It could have just week, been like, yeah. Every week we could have had the promo where CM Punk's his panties and it's so weird. Could have done the Brett Sean build and just done like... Yeah. Um, just videos of them working out, which would have been hilarious because it would have been CM Punk, I guess, doing yoga and Triple H just moving heavy oh, weight. Oh my god, so I would that would have been fucking awesome. Him just making fun of him for being a eat a carrot. 
Which they he did. Had, they could have had a competition over who has weirder wet hair in 2011. That was the other thing that Triple H did was he always would, usually heels would like have no point. Like they wouldn't ever like, they'd be like, yeah, you're strong, but this and this and this. He would just wouldn't compliment, which is what you would do in a real fight. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, Then Triple H does another one. So the next oh. one he does is uh, Lesnar. He beats Lesnar. Beats him. Um, and he ass. beats him as as an authority figure like he's not like triple h he's still in the yeah game. this is the thing there's like, sort of and it's never really explained there's suddenly just this transition where they go yeah he is he is corporate like yeah he is like we're he's the boss like, now yeah he we're totally the suit he's pretty much yeah yeah he is you know vince you know vince mcmahon imagine if mr mcmahon was also triple h well guess what that's what's happening now fuck you he's very much vince mcmahon's proxy and he beat brock lesnar yeah and so did john cena and they had to kill the streak to give brock lesnar a modicum of heat back oh yeah and the other thing is um he beats lesnar mm. um and the whole storyline is lesnar's scared to fight him yeah that's well, the other thing because you would be and who comes in and saves brock lesnar's character john cena john cena lets brock lesnar do his finisher to him for do yeah. set up move like suplex him for 98 minutes you have the SummerSlam in 2014 one of the greatest remakings and rebirthings of right, a right. person ever which is you have him defeat the streak and then you literally just have john cena get mugged by brock lesnar for a fucking 14 minutes mm -hmm. it was i mean you could have just had not had him even beat the streak and just fucking have him come in as brock lesnar and beat up I know, triple h and john sean cena who are both um part-time wrestlers at that time but yeah you could also just take that weird yeah, but you, yeah, but we didn't have. Then, if he hadn't beat the streak, we wouldn't have had six months of my client. <laughs> yes, and then that is the other thing: is the best thing about wrestling becomes Brock or Brock Lesnar's manager saying his name. Yeah, and that that oh. lasts for until AEW. Yeah, literally AEW what kills that, and it's only because all of the fans that liked Brock Lesnar's name being said are now just watching Kenny Omega walk to the ring. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Triple H also he does do this. The authority comes in and um he lets Daniel Bryan win the title. Also, obviously Daniel Bryan has also lost six hundred thousand times before he wins the title, but he does. Yeah, exactly. And then he does win the title. Um the and then Daniel Bryan That's a great WrestleMania. WrestleMania WrestleMania thirty is um, great. Yeah, right after it's one of the best burying's of a champion right after because literally he's put in a mm -hmm. program with Kane. They don't even acknowledge their history. It's just Kane is an enforcer for the authority, and Triple H is in a program with the shield with evolution. They do put over the shield though, just like we've been saying, where it's like they do. if Vince McMahon's like this fucking guy is my new guy, then Triple H goes, Okay, I'll get him over for sure. Yeah, anyone else anyone like, else it's not like hey let's try something with this guy it's like no Vince and he doesn't really get him over because really what it has it's a bunch of um six-man tags that go crazy i won't say it was vince totally maybe it was sorry i want triple h doing his um thing backstage maybe i don't know mm -hmm. obviously but like it could be vince as we said off the top and then this is the slow rise of nxt which is what starts the rehab of triple h in the minds of the internet which is people start being like wait how is it that nxt is so fun and him on Raw is so bad, and here's how I can explain it. He's not on NXT TV. Triple H is a good booker. It's just not all of us like him as a performer. This is something I guarantee he would be hugely sensitive about, but fucking get over yourself. Like, I'm sorry, you came in and were able to sustain your career simply because you were not a drug fuck up, and then you did everything you could for 10 years to hold on to your spot, including cratering the industry. Like, part of the reason... Oh, like, yeah, buddy. Being the elite. 
literally is making fun of like the bullet club is a is a annoying millennial ironic joke of the nwo and dx that got so popular there's now a wrestling company like this is yeah. how bad triple h's booking stance was in the also in- the authority um literally lasts for like nine years and if you were to look at how the authority is booked it's like oh yeah but triple h is always also like the strongest one because he comes in in a suit and like this happens multiple times where he gets mad at somebody and pedigrees them and then the unconscious guy like the heel who was unconscious crawls on top of the guy nine minutes later and the baby face is still unconscious because the pedigree is the craziest fucking move of all oh time. My. Also, Seth Rollins takes the pedigree and it's like this yeah. weird like he's Triple H light now. Like, Yeah, we get Triple Seth. The architect. But it's not like, it's not presented like we have Seth Rollins. He is our fucking... No, it's not. Well, what it is is, is it's, it's presented as no one likes Roman Reigns. It's very interesting because mm-hmm. Roman Reigns very quickly becomes the proxy for everyone's internet rage because it's now very clear that Vince McMahon is like, this is my guy. Um, and no one likes it. So Seth Rollins gets a bit of a rub because Seth Rollins is just not Roman Reigns and he's towards the end of the card. But this is also the rise of NXT. This is like the real duality of Triple H and that everyone loves him in one hand and then on the other hand, WrestleMania 31, he beats Sting. WrestleMania 32, he's back oh, yeah. fucking champion against Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. Make that happen. That doesn't fucking work. He, WrestleMania 34, he's with Stephanie McMahon. It's the Kurt Angle, Roman Reigns, or Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey uh, mixed tag match, which is great. I got to tell you, but that is Kurt. I got to give that all to Kurt Angle and Ronda. Ro- ah, that's not fair. That's overall a really good match. That's a really fun, good match. I like it. It's fun. Yeah, of course. And it, but it also involves like Triple H when it becomes clear Ronda's beating up Stephanie, stepping to Ronda, and then he takes a huge bump. And it's like yeah. the same, but it's the same thing as always, where it's like, yeah, that person needed that. So he did the due diligence, but now everyone has to pay. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how far we've come with Ronda? Like wrestling fans with Ronda Rousey, like she jumped the fucking guardrail at WrestleMania 31, and we all shit and pissed and came and threw up at the same time. Like it was the most like, oh my. God, Lady Brock Lesnar versus Medusa. Mm. We should say this, like for one year, that being the year 2000, nerds loved Triple H. He won Best Wrestler in the Pro Wrestling's Torch. I, I disagree. Uh, in 2000, like, but like people loved him. Like older, not us, because we were 15, but like old nerds who we are now. Yeah, That's true. It. Yeah, Gen X, Gen X wrestling fans are like, oh, he's. Oh, he also knows who Motorhead is. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. This guy knows about Lemmy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't fap. Yeah. You think, I think based, oh, wow. based on how many times his name's on his trunks, I bet you he knows about Ric Flair, but he also jacks off to girls, suicide mm. girls like me. Yeah, he's got the Iron Cross on his trunks. Baby, he knows the truth about what happened in Germany. Yeah, he's yeah. solved the mystery. Mm-hmm. Check the books. Check the books with Triple H. Hey, Triple H, he knows that the Holocaust didn't happen. <laughs> Spell it out for him. Thank you. It's just memorabilia. Anyway. <laughs> it's just a bunch of memorabilia I have. Uh, since its inception in 2010, he was the founder and president. Is yeah, Sorry, a founder and executive producer of... NXT, that is in course until another thing happened where NXT um, 
Because yeah, a, NXT they, went head to head with AEW, and I guess didn't put them out of business immediately. So Vince McMahon said, "Fuck this thing! It's now multicolored, and it's everyone just straight up learning how to wrestle." Yeah, and also the thing that you also need to know about that period of time is AEW exists again because they wouldn't put over Cody because Cody was like, "I'm going to dye my hair blonde," and Triple H was like, "That's too close to me." Um, can you please stand in front of this gun? What? I'm going to shoot you because you're trying to be me now. And he's like, I'm not. I just want to. Well, it's like Cody Rhodes going, I have an idea. How about the legacy of the Rhodes family? Because my dad is on your roster and he can come out and do promos. And then they were like, here's a better idea. You dress up like your brother and fuck yourself. Yeah. How about this? Your dad, one time while portraying a character, put his hand over the mouth of a person who he was playing a character in the ring, but actually has power backstage. And because wrestling's really fucked up because people cheered her being embarrassed, he's punished. Oh yes. Yes. That isn't. Yes. That was a crazy. We talk about that in the Stephanie McMahon episode, but yes, that is like <laughs> Dusty Rhodes was never allowed on WWE television again because yeah. he did too good a job at making people cheer for him. Here's the thing that I have to be clear. AEW does not exist if it's not for 10 years of Triple H booking himself to be literally Zeus, the destroyer of worlds. He was Vince's proxy to beat every single WCW wrestler. He was Vince's Thanos and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega when they literally, when being the lead, like it's sort of been lost in the sort of telling of history because like wrestling has gotten so insane in the last five years. But you have to understand that being the elite and all in really changed the game. It really revealed how much money was out there for a wrestling alternative. And the, the fucking Fed backed up a Brinks truck to try and stop it. And they wouldn't go. And the open and overt reason is we do not trust you to handle our characters and our brands. Now, as it turns out, yeah. we'll get a really good payday for three years and then we're fucked. Yeah. And they were probably right, but no one knew it was going to turn out like this, which is, it's like, Hey, it's WCW, the impact that was good sometimes though. I don't yeah. fuck you. Like the thing would be like the best case scenario of Kenny Omega went to WWE instead of forming AEW would have been, he has a match with AJ Styles. Which we've already seen. Like, no, he would have fucking lost to Triple H twice, and then beat Triple H in that last time, and then it would have been sold that he finally is a real wrestler who's overcome the greatest challenge of all time—a fifty-eight-year-old guy who totally would have fucking beat him in the year two thousand, though. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Like, that's the other thing. He's out of his prime in the ring. I beat him now, but that's only be. And also, I beat him now, but I wouldn't have beat him even five years ago. Yeah, and I'm really sorry for beating you now, Paul. Paul, I'm sorry. Like, it's also like you're better than me, too. So overt to the bullshit. Like, you have the fucking like Cody destroying the throne on the on double or nothing, which is that's always the worst. It is the worst moment of like everyone again. It's no embarrassing, one, but no also Triple H. That first AEW pay-per-view was so a fucking, like, that was a hand job that I was told was going to be a threesome. Like, it was real, like, <laughs> this is going to be really fun. This is fine. Oh, yeah. Well, they had spare parts, but let's not talk about AEW. Let's talk about... But it's a very important... Shut the fuck wrestling. up. But it's a very important part. Uh, like, AEW is a company because of this guy, and it really illustrates, which something has been lost of how much fucking people... In like all of wrestling was one percent people that like Triple H, and that was the McMahon family and like eight children, and then everyone else was like, "Fuck this guy, fuck him." 
Fuck him in his fucking ass. And Vince McMahon is the reason up. that AEW is a fucking company. Oh, it's Triple H. Don't fucking. At any time, Vince McMahon could have just been like, size off. Hey, I challenge you to a size off. Why don't you just lose to some of these guys who everyone's cheering for? And, and Triple H would have been like, okay. I don't think he would have. I do genuinely. And I beat up Lance Cade? Of course. Help yourself. But you can't beat up fucking, you know, CM Punk. I, d- I disagree. Based on how Triple H is presented in all of the tellings of all of the people that left in that period and all the people that stayed that they were like, no, it was like Vince, yes, was a part of it. But it was also Triple H being like, but the Triple H didn't understand why Mick Foley went on tour as a stand-up comedian and overtly said like, but me and Sean are the funny ones. Like he's a fucking whack job who's been humbled because his chest almost exploded. And in that moment, his father-in-law took the thing he built and turned it into superstars, the shithead show. And then try and then by the way even further than that he we like triple h because triple h is aligned with not like we always knew vince mcmahon was evil we didn't know he was harvey weinstein the wrestler and i mean we did yeah we did but i mean i'm speaking we we just shrug off a lot of horror we have shrugged off just a lot of horrifying crimes and the one thing you could be said about triple h not no a sexual crimes. predator. That's the one thing you can say about Triple H. Not confirmed, not a sexual predator. You've listened to his Howard Stern interviews. I have not, but it seems to be the worst thing. And it's not a bad thing you can say about Triple H sexual sexually. But the only like thing that we know is that he may or may not like to get pegged. And that is just like a consensual thing he did. Yeah. You know what that's saying? So, that's a man who's open with his butt. His butt is part of the a part of the program. He's having fun. And let me say this as a broadcast journalist associated with the rest of the review. We support butt exploration. Is that mm-hmm. correct, Dylan? Do put stuff in your butt. Anyway. We're back to our Rangers here at the rest of the review. But it is interesting. Like, that's a crazy couple years where Triple H, if he came out on Raw, everyone would boo him. And he came out on NXT, NXT and people and were everyone would cheer. throwing their phone numbers at him, being like, can you come to my house and fuck my wife? Yeah, please. Let's talk. Let's talk about Tully Blanchard, please. But please. like, that's the whole thing. Like, and they don't cheer him because they're supposed to cheer him and boo him because they're supposed to boo him. They genuinely hate him as a wrestler and genuinely love him as a producer. That's correct. It's crazy. It's it's the it, wrestling's weird. Let's be honest. <laughs> He's um the most lit YOLO producer we've had of wrestling. Not let's not say that. You know what though? Him booking NXT well. And doing all that stuff for years, you can say this: Triple H is better at booking wrestling than Tony Khan because Tony Khan had a hot couple of years, and then now everything's kind of fallen off the fucking weird. I mean, a hundred percent. Triple H does have an advantage of a whole booking and writing staff. Like Triple H has, there's twenty people reporting him to. Tony Khan is like, I've got Arnie do this all myself. Yeah. yeah, like Tony Khan, like Tony Khan, Triple H is a better booker because he knows he's not a fucking Ironman. He knows how to delegate, mm-hmm. and good for him. So Triple H. What's the best thing about him? His second theme song. It's all about that Triple H. I think pedigree is the best thing. Yeah, it's probably the pedigree. No, it's his theme song. No. That's the best thing. Pedigree is dope. He's um, worst thing probably burying. Yeah, the worst thing. 6,000 wrestlers. Years is the years 2001 to 2018. 17 years. Oh, God, 17 fucking years, Get dude. the shovel out. We're heading to the graveyard because you're good. And it's not that All people right. don't. Here's the thing. It's not that people don't even no, and the amount of people burying people because Roman Reigns has pretty much been fucking burying people for three years. It's just no one cares because he's it's really fun. 
Yeah, it's really fun. He's got he's got Paul Heyman holding two belts. Like it's like who knew the key double champ for three years and everyone's and like and I'm it. here for it. I gotta tell you, the Sami Zayn, the Sami Zayn storyline. I understand the WWE is essentially just the money laundering arm of the Saudi government. That said, I'm really enjoying watching Sami Zayn trying to come to grips with what it's like to be a friend in the year 2022. It's fun. It's just a fun time. It's 2023, bitch. Not for you. I don't acknowledge. Next week's our fucking final episode. It's like eight hours long. Is it? I think this one's longer. Mm, no, I think that I think the next one is like three hours long. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think legit. It's like three hours long. Everyone, uh, enjoy our final episode. Enjoy the final episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I have a cold. I have to pee, ladies and gentlemen. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm cold. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck, suck, suck my oh. ass. No, do that.